Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Roland Frazier from Digital Marketer. And if you want to learn how to connect with the best, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Roland Frazier. Roland is the co-founder and or principal of three current Inc. Magazine fastest growing companies, and he has founded, scaled, or sold 24 different, yes, 24 different seven to nine figure businesses ranging from consumer products to industrial machine manufacturing companies with adjusted sales ranging from $3 million all the way up to $337 million. Currently growing digitalmarketer.com, rivalbrands.com, and platter.com while advising over 150 other companies on digitally centric customer acquisition, activation, referral, retention, and revenue strategies and plan implementation. Guys, I can't wait for you to listen in on this conversation with Roland. He's obviously a tried and tested and seasoned entrepreneur uh, with experience in an array of industries. So I'm really excited to get into some of this conversation with them. But first, really quickly, if you're a six or seven figure entrepreneur and you know that starting a podcast would be beneficial for you or your brand, but you just don't know exactly how the back end stuff works and you just don't have the time, team, or resources to figure it all out, then have me and my team do that for you. Travischapel.com slash make my podcast. There's a quick application there. And then we'll jump on a phone call to see if we'd be a good fit to build out a show for you so that you can focus on what you're good at, which is servicing your clients. And we can focus on work good at, which is building quality podcasts. That's trapschapel.com slash make my podcast. Roland, how's it going, man? Thank you so much for joining me on the show. 
Oh, it's going fantastic. Thanks for having me, Travis. Yes, sir. Happy to. Happy to. So I want to take you back here and build a little bit of context for people listening. I'm sure a lot of the listeners recognize you from Digital Marketer and from Traffic and Conversion and the uh, uh, other various things that you've had your hands in around that culture and, and, and possibly from some of the other ventures as well. But before we kind of dive into some of those things, I want to take it all the way back and kind of understand a little bit around how you ended up where you are right now. So talk to me a little bit about let's say 12-year-old Roland Frazier. What was life like for you back then, you know, in terms of family life and school, academics, and all that good stuff? I mean, I was in, I guess, elementary school at that period of time and was living with my parents because I was a loser, 12-year-old, hadn't gone out on my own yet. I don't know what the heck I was thinking, but, you know, we all start late, right? And, uh, I mean, and uh, what, I, what I was really gifted to be able to see was that my father was and still is to this day a tax attorney and so he had just a really interesting and colorful cast of clients that were coming in and out of his office and so i had the the good fortune of being exposed to all these different entrepreneurs and seeing what you know all the different ways that they made money and all the you know that they kind of set their own rules and lived the lifestyle that they wanted that was that was pretty cool for a kid like me to see. So I, I got to see that like, that's, that's kind of what I want. I, I like this way that these people are able to operate. Yeah, really cool. So you had like an entrepreneurial lens kind of instilled in you from a, really a very young age, like before, before <laughs> even being a teenager, really. How do you yeah. think that affected your teenage years? Or well, it just, uh, I, I, it, it definitely did. I was, you know, I was very interested in business from way back. So, you know, seeing that I was always looking for, you know, for how can I, what can I do to make money? You know, I knew I didn't want a job. So I've only had jobs really in my life. I was a skate, uh, skate rental clerk at Golden Skate World, <laughs> which was All a right. roller skating rink <laughs> in Richmond, Virginia. And then I was a, uh, a water park attendant at a giant water slide for a bit. And these are when I was, you know, super young. And the very first, I guess I've had three, the very first job I had was, uh, was uh, tennis, teaching, teaching tennis to kids, because I was really young, but I would teach other kids how to play tennis. And so, those, you know, other than that, like I went 18, I got my real estate license, 19, I got my insurance license, 20, I got my securities license, I was doing real estate syndications, you know, in my early 20s, developments and things like that. And uh, while I was going to school and getting an accounting degree and then going on to law school. So I was very motivated, very, very motivated kid. Yeah. How did you balance those things as a young adult? And where do you think that that desire to excel past the norm came from? I don't, I mean, balancing, I, I did, I did what I needed to do in school to, you know, to get by. I, I was fortunate that I, I'm good at that. So I was able to do well. But, you know, my, I've always just been passionate about business stuff. And so even back then, you know, the, the things that we were doing, I had a band, I played out in clubs from age 15 to 42, keyboards and, and some bass. And so I was always, uh, I, I was basically, I ran the band, found the gig, bought the equipment, rented the equipment out to other bands to help pay for the equipment, you know, ran lights and sound for other people. So I was doing that you know, even when I had to bum rides from older band members. So I just always been about doing business. 
Yeah, it seems like you didn't really have a struggle thinking big either to to go from, you know, being in your early 20s to syndicating real estate. I mean, that's obviously a fairly big undertaking there. Why, why do you think why do you think that was? Like did you did you have to work through limiting mindset or limiting beliefs that you had on yourself or was it just kind of like let's see how big this can go, how fast I can take this? It, it was the latter, but I, I mean, we all have limiting beliefs and I still have them to this day and it annoys me every time I, I discover that I have one because, you know, I, I like to think I, I work through them pretty quickly, but, but, you know, so, so I've just, I've never had something that says you can't do this mm-hmm. and I've never stopped, like I've never, I've always been too stupid to think of all the reasons that I can't do something. So that probably helps a lot, right? I, I just am too dumb to know better and too stubborn to admit. So, you know, so I think that's it. I, but, but I do find though, it's like, well, you can't charge this much for that. Or, you know, this, you know, this is a reasonable goal to set for how much money I want to make this year. You know, that, those kinds of things. And it's always too small and it pisses me off, but it's always too small. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like, like, like hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. How do you feel now looking back about your time in school comparatively to the you know, school of hard knocks, so to speak, that you went through as a young entrepreneur as well? Because you're obviously learning a lot in school, but then you go, you're doing all these other activities and businesses outside of school. So I assume both of them are teaching you completely different lessons kind of at the same time. Was When you look back on that time, is there anything that you would do differently? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess just anytime, you know, I would always go back and say anybody whose feelings I hurt because I was moving too fast or wasn't thinking about, you know, thinking about going out of my way to be kind 
I would like to go back and undo those things and, and have a do-over, but, you know, because you never want to you never want to do things that hurt people's feelings. And as you go along, you learn a lot. When I was younger, I agree, I negotiated super aggressively. I, I wasn't really about win-win. I didn't understand that. I hadn't been introduced to that concept yet. I was about, you know, hey, the person who negotiates the best is, you know, is the smartest. And, and right. that, There's that's one not, like, yeah. it's just not always the best way to be. Sure. So if you were talking to, let's say, you know, somebody listening right now and they're 18 years old, they just graduated high school and they're trying to decide if they want to go directly in entrepreneurship and, you know, do kind of similar to what you did minus school and just get like real estate license, insurance license, security license, and just start diving in. Or they're thinking like, do I go to school? What, what would be your advice to somebody that's kind of coming to that crossroads in their life? I mean, I think it depends on what you want. I, I have found school to be very, very helpful. And, and so uh, all the things that I learned, I think the discipline of having to go through school and, and sometimes learn things that you don't understand why you're learning them can be very, very helpful. And, and so, I, so I think that just that discipline is helpful. I don't think school is at all essential to success if you are willing to self-educate. But it does provide a structured learning environment with, you know, with testing and measurement of progress sure. and forced networking, which is good for somebody like me, who's primarily an introvert. You know, it, it really forced me to, to get out and talk to people. And I believe that your network is about the most valuable thing you have. So, yeah. so I think that's really good. And I'll, I'll tell you, while I don't really remember the specific dates that I had to know on history tests and things like that. The vocabulary in English that I learned helped me to be a better communicator hmm. and the context of history and seeing, you know, what happened out in the world. The ability to do math is absolutely essential. You know, that's that that underlies that math is, you know, underpins everything in the universe and science and physics too, even though what I learned when I was a kid is horribly most of it outdated now. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I believe that like being exposed to a liberal arts education is tremendously valuable. Now, I, I don't think that you have to go to school to be smart. I think that you can read and learn on your own as long as you're willing to do it. I know I read yeah. someplace that the average person stops their education when they get out of high school, like never reads another book, never does. And, and not the people you and I hang out with, obviously, but the average person really doesn't evolve much sure. um, intellectually after that. So as long as you're an avid reader and you, you understand the things you need, like for business, I wouldn't trade what I know about accounting and law for, you know, for anything because it, it helps me be a better business person. But I don't think I had to have it because you can also hire that stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, that's, and that's a really good point as well. So I guess it's really just comes down to self-awareness and understanding what you want to get out of life, really. Yes. Got it. So tell me then about the timeline in between your college experience until you feel like you reached a, like, not just, not just a certain level of success that other people would look at and say it's successful, but the, like, how long were it, was it after all of that until you felt like, wow, I think, I think I'm on to something here. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is I kind of thought that all along, like, uh, and then okay. every every year I would find out how stupid I was and how much I was missing out on. So now I just accept <laughs> that I'm probably in a perpetual state of stupid and I'm just trying to get less and less stupid as I go. Well, that's the whole point of, uh, that's the whole point of life and culture and society in general, right? Is just to right? be a little bit less wrong than everybody was a hundred years ago, right? I do think it's a cool perspective though, because it, it helps you to be humble 
and yeah, sure, um, right. it helps you to be understanding and it also helps you just helps you to see that you can learn from everyone anyone so you know the homeless person on the street probably has something cool that they can share with you that so don't be arrogant and think that you can't learn from anyone everyone anytime or ever think that you you know that you're smarter than anybody else because life has a way of checking you and saying uh nope you're not and here's why <laughs> yeah right so here's a question for you and this is kind of off topic but it, i'm something i'm curious about because i'm, I'm going through a, a biography on marcus aurelius right now which has been super fascinating and one thing that he talks about in there is, is exactly what you just said like giving giving everybody the ability to offer advice and, and being able to learn uh, from anybody being a student of anybody but obviously you don't want to just take advice willy-nilly and let the opinions of other people, you know, completely derail you from what you're going after. And you can't take advice. You can't literally take the advice of everybody or else you would never do anything because there's so much conflicting advice. So how do you, how do you consciously sift through things that you might hear from somebody that, you know, is a trusted mentor versus somebody that you kind of ran into on the street, like what we were just talking about? How, how do you, how do you like weigh those things and apply them into your life? If that makes sense? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I think that, I think you just ha like, it helps if you are open, then I believe that when you, when you talk with someone and you are processing what they're saying through the filter of your, of your perception and your current level of understanding, if you find what they say resonates and seems to fill a gap, then that's something that you admit to the level of from, from perception to consideration. And then you consider it, and then you make the conscious decision, is this something I'm going to admit into my model, or is it not? And I, I think that helps because then you're not, you're processing quickly whether this is something that will be that you believe will be of additional value to you and then you just you make a conscious decision of whether that's going to go and become a part of your model or it was just more information that you heard and as far as the decision thing i, I think you've you know it, it's i don't know the the best i've read lots and lots of decision theory and i think it's really interesting to study i believe that you're better to make colin powell i think said it probably best he said if you have 70% of the information that you need, that you think you need to make a decision, make it because the other 30 won't make much difference and it will cause you to miss out on opportunity. But if you have less than 70, then you're probably going to make a decision that is flawed because you didn't have enough information. Yeah, that's super great advice. I'm definitely going to have to write that down somewhere so I don't forget about that. <laughs> and, and really, really, what, and when you're saying to look at, you know, the decisions that you would make in that situation, you're really talking about will this affect my life in a positive way based on the values that I have set aside for how I want to live? Is that right? Correct. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's a really excellent point because you, you, if you, you have to understand that everyone's world makes sense to them in their own worldview. And so things might not make sense to you, which means either you have a conflicting worldview and, and there need to be, there needs to be an er interpretation or an interpolation between the data they're giving you and how it might apply or fit in your world. But, but that, that awareness that, you know, which I learned first from, was it, uh, 
Bandler and Grinder in, in the neurolinguistic programming series that they wrote, those seven books, mm. that, that the map is not the territory. So the map, we each have a map in our heads of how we believe reality in the world to be, but it's not the actual reality. And the truth is no one can ever know the actual reality. So all yeah. we have is our perception of it and it, hopefully an understanding, you know, like it's like Plato, Plato's shadows on the wall, right? Yeah, right. You know, we're only seeing the shadows. Sure. We don't know what the real thing is because we never really get to turn around and see. So we're all dealing with various levels of the shadows that we perceive of what reality really is. And so if someone has something that that you think can enhance your vision then you know your or your perception of reality or your ability to interpret and deal with reality or yeah. a particular situation then that's something that you you advance to the consideration phase yeah i love that and, and obviously this is a conversation that we could take really really deep really really fast <laughs> but in an effort to save a little bit of time here uh, let's let's shift the conversation a little bit and talk a little bit about uh, relationship building and uh, connections and i know that this is obviously something that's um, found itself to be true in your life throughout the multiple successful ventures that you've had how would you rate on a scale of one to ten the importance of building high quality relationships in your life I mean, I think it's everything. I think that it has a lot to do with your happiness, that, you know, your, your choice of your spouse, your choice of your business partners, your choice of your friends, all of those things are going to have dramatic impacts on your level of success financially and, you know, emotionally happiness-wise. So I think it's, it's absolutely critical. What, what are a few things that you've done personally in your career that have enabled this this aspect of your life to be maybe just a little bit easier, maybe, maybe just things that were not ever taught in college, things that were not taught in high school that, that are all about how to build relationships and connections with people who you never thought you were able to build connections or relationships with. How do we go about doing that in the, to, to like, how do we change a couple of things that we're doing right now that would make it easier for us to be able to build those relationships? Yeah. Great question. I, I think that it's, it really goes back to what I said before. If you believe that, that everyone has something of value to offer, then the converse of that is that you have something of value to offer everyone as well. And so uh, then you add to that a level of, of, even though I believe that I have value that I can add, the value is not perceived to be great unless it's solicited. So if you, have, if you see something going on you're, let's say that you're in a course, all right? You're in a course uh, online to learn something. And there's something that you're like, ah, you know, that could probably be done a little bit better. Well, I think if you reach out and offer that unsolicited, it's probably not going to be received in the best way. Whereas if someone is asking for feedback and you are there to give the feedback, then that will be perceived in a better way. So that, that corollary of, you know, I, I think that, from an ego standpoint and a self-worth standpoint, if you believe everybody else has something of value to offer, although it's your job to discover what it is, you can also believe that you are worthy of offering value to other people. Then, if, you're, if you believe that you're worthy of offering value to other people, which is a whole self-esteem thing that a lot of people have a challenge with, you say, okay, well now I'm not going to force that on anyone, but when I have the opportunity to help people, I am. So then, you reach out and rather than saying, hey, you know, you can do these six things better, which won't be received well generally by most people, you say, is there anything that I can do to help you? Now, 
I've found like nobody taught me that, but I have determined that the most Machiavellian manipulative thing that you can do in life is help other people. And that's really cool because then that manipulative side isn't actually bad, right? You know, you're, you're giving value and why are you giving value? Well, ideally you're just giving value for, for the giving value sake, but it also will have the ancillary benefit of causing other people to want to do things with you, you know, just read Cialdini and his theories on reciprocity and influence. Right. So that's, that's kind of cool. And when I learned that I was like, this is amazing. So I can actually just say to everyone, is there anything I can do to help you? And then if I actually follow through, cause most people don't, most people who say that say it like when you say, you know, Hey, how you doing? You don't really care what the response on the other side is going to be. Yeah, exactly. But if instead you take action immediately on it and they say, you know, Oh, well, it'd be great. I'd love to meet so-and-so. And you're like, oh, you know what? Let me see if anybody knows them. Or if I know them, let me text you together with them right this instant. Yeah. Then that just multiplies your perceived value in your network a thousand times, which then helps you to be a very networked person, increases your social capital. And then when you tap your social network to ask for something, they all want to help. And that's just amazing. And, and it's cool because nobody loses in that deal. Like there's yeah, no win-lose right. there. Exactly. Man, I love that so much. If you're listening to this right now, you should go back in the last like three minutes here, just rewind three minutes, listen to it again, and then listen to it again, because um, it, he just give you broke down the roadmap to being a successful network. If you can master that one thing, master the value add, master giving without expecting to receive, then um, you will find that you will become a much value, much more valuable person with your, within your own networks. Um, Roland, I got to ask you this one question before we go. That's the one that I've asked every guest that's ever come on the show. And uh, given that you're a very well-educated and accomplished man, but also a very well-connected man, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you, your answer is. Who you know or what you know, Roland, which of those two is more important and why? Always who. It's always who because you can, the, the why is that you can, with the right network, accomplish anything and you can know effectively everything because your network is an extension of your knowledge. So your ability to tap the network to get the information that you need and and also is critical and you can't possibly be an expert in every field yeah. so i tell people i'm an ocean of knowledge an inch deep right the truth is i have my you know i have my marinara trenches right i, I have or, or was it mariana uh, trenches i have yeah. my my deep deep parts but really i know a little bit about a whole lot of things but what i know even more is i know people who are deep in all of those areas so that really helps me put together everything and be a more complete person because I'm not just me. I am me plus my network and my network has all the knowledge I don't have. So for sure it's who. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Before we hang up here and uh, take off, where can people connect with you the best online? So I'm on, I have a podcast called Business Lunch, which I interview smart people like you on and love to love to have you on there as well as, you know, anybody who's listening here that wants to go. And then I'm everywhere on social at forward slash Roland Frazier. So Facebook, Instagram, all those places. Awesome. So whatever platform you're on, that's uh, forward slash Roland Frazier, R-F-R-A-S-I-E-R. Roland Frazier. Make sure to go check him out. Look him up. If you have not heard of him before, you're definitely going to want to go check out some of the things that he's posting. He is one of the best in the entire industry. Roland, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today. I had a blast chatting with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Travis. I appreciate it. 
Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group, dozens of video lessons on networking, monthly calls, there's accountability crews, and more, all for the low investment of just $99 a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. See you next time. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.